Okay, so when it comes to bodyguarding and bouncing, how did titanium investigation securities come about? Well, at very first, that wasn't even the first name of the uh, the name of the company. My the original name of the company was Style Security. That was uh, founded in uh, 1999. Um, <clears throat> what happened was I was bouncing in nightclubs, and uh, a lot of people saw me, and they were like, you know, they like me. So I they they would ask me, hey, look, do you want to run my security for this event, for that event, for this, you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So over the years, you know, at first, you know, like many people in the 90s and even some people now, you know, you get a business card. You write your name on it and telephone number and come up with a, you know, a name or a name for the company or something. And with if you're lucky with a logo and and you tell people you got a company. And, and back then you didn't have a company. You, you had a business card. You give the gap. Right. And then people would start saying, OK, well, you know, uh, what do you think? How many guys do I need? depending on the size of the, the event. And I did a lot of work with promoters. And then eventually I started doing a lot of work with, um, with nightclubs. And then eventually, I, like in 1999, I actually got the company made, um, like lawfully. Um, okay. So it, it all started from just being well-known in nightclubs. And you're standing at the door of a nightclub. You're on the inside of a nightclub. you got a small team, whether it's five guys or 12 guys or 13 guys or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And people notice you. You're doing the same. The same people see you all the time. But there's, you know, they, they might, you know, one guy might come, come come to a club, whether it's the Palladium or the tunnel that we were working at or any of the other dozens of clubs that I worked back then. Um, and they say, hey, you know, you know, you want to do some work with me? Well, yeah, sure. Right. Fucking numbers. And that's how it all started. Then you get a company and um, it's all about being known. It's that facial recognition in my mm-hmm. opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like that with everything. Uh, you see somebody who you know all the time, you see all the time, you think that they're proficient, and you hire them. Right. And that's, that's kind of how it all started. Um, yeah. And then, it, then, then of course, it went, oh, you, you were in the military? Yeah, I was in the Marine Corps. Oh, really? Well, tell me a little about yourself. Well, I'm a martial artist. I started doing it this and this and this. You start giving them your credentials. Right. And they're like, oh, I want this guy. I want this guy and his team. And, and years ago, all the bouncers were pretty hardcore. Um, so you had a, you had a good team that you've been working with and they know that if these guys are working at the tunnel on Sunday night at the Mecca party, they can rock and roll. And, right. um, you know, I want them at my party cause maybe my party gets a little bit, uh, a little bit too much or sometimes they'll just keep it so it doesn't get too crazy. Right. <clears throat> um, I'm very organized. Um, especially when it comes to setting up the front, getting everything together, doing the money, watching this and that. And, um, you know, they like that, you know, it's one thing when the, when the party itself can be, uh, rowdy and, you know, chaotic, mm-hmm. but if your security team is not like sharp, then, then you're screwed up. I mean, the party can have yeah. a lot of energy, but if your security guys aren't ready to rock and roll, the drop of a hat, know what to do, know where to stand, know how to talk to people. And of course, like I said, have good facial recognition. Like, oh man, I know that guy. Mm-hmm. And there's a problem. He comes over and says, "Hey, look, I need you guys to chill out." Okay, okay, big homie. Okay, big homie. And that, whether it's me or one of the guys, they know who we all are because we've been doing this for 20, 30 years. Right, you're regulars. <clears throat> right, exactly. Yep. Every party they're at, we're at, and it helps. Now, this is off topic. Now, wearing shoes did that affect how you operated, like on the floor or handling yourself? Absolutely. Um, uh, unless you're doing executive protection, right. you don't wear shoes. I mean, now you wear shoes when you're wearing your, you know, depend, it depends. 
some events that you were doing required suits, but not necessarily shoes. Um, right. Higher end events, of course, anything I had done with um, with Puffy, you know, you wore a suit, a, a sharp suit, clean suit. Your, your hair is done. Your nails are done. I mean, literally, he required all of these things. Um, I want your shoes polished. You don't you don't show up with like like a cheap suit or at least an unpressed suit and like in uh, boots. Yeah. But some but some events you could wear, you know, you could wear a suit and boots, even though it was like, hey, you got You're required to wear a suit, but the party could still get a little out of hand. So you put your boots on instead of your, your shoes with slick bottoms. Right. That's the whole thing, because if you have slick bottom shoes, it's kind of hard for you to protect yourself. It's over. On the f- <laughs> yeah. My dad had told me a story like that. He was like, they were letting these guys with sneakers in and they wanted us to be there with shoes. He said, so, you know, in, in rebellion mode, I didn't do anything when it came down to fighting. <laughs> I stood on the back and I just watched everything go down and, you know, everybody got pummeled. So, yeah, <laughs> pretty much. I don't remember the name of the place it's escaping me, but there was a place on, um, oh my, over over in Union Square, uh, the something ballroom. Maybe your dad know whatever it was named. This place, when you went down there, the floors were like um, not the Highline Ballroom. No, 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 no. This okay. is years and years and years and years ago. This is like in the early nineties. Okay. Something the something ballroom on like Sixteenth Street, over by Union Square. Um, and this place was like a sweat box. You'd go down like one, one, one and a half flights. It would all the way down. And this place, I mean, it just the walls would sweat. The right. sweat. And I'm on sneakers or like like hard rubber boots or whatever. And I'm running down there and just slipping and sliding into everybody. Oh man. Yeah, I mean you 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 could be the best fighter in the world, but if you hit that floor, it could be over. Uh-huh. You're getting jumped. Yeah. Uh, now, tell me about your film career, because I seen you made a video the other day. It looked really good, so I just wanted to know more about that. Well, my, my film career, as you call it, is uh, in its infancy. I'm actually in film school. Um, okay. Being a Marine, the, uh, um, it, there's a program called VRAP, and um, they were giving veterans the opportunity to, to learn a new career and go yes. to school. So they, and because of COVID and the like, um, you were able to, to, first of all, you were able to choose, they gave you, you know, let's say a hundred different schools that you could go to. And each school had, let's say X amount of five, 10, one different type of, um, <clears throat> uh, career that you could go into. Mm-hmm. So I chose, I chose the film school. I'm, I'm a huge writer. I write every day, all the time. I've been writing since I'm a young kid. Um, allegedly I'm writing something for your magazine, uh, supposedly coming out. So, <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> Writing is my passion. Other than my wife, writing is my absolute passion. My wife, my son, and, you know, the martial arts, too, my business, that kind of thing. But right. um, I wrote a bunch of, um, uh, uh, I've been writing a bunch of stuff. And then when I got the opportunity through VRAP, I'm, I'm in the San Francisco Film School um, via Zoom. So I don't actually have to be there. I just have to, you know, take the courses every day. Our first semester was, you know, uh, four days a week, uh, Monday through Monday through Thursday, seven hours a day. Nice. Um, so I did that first one, and I haven't done anything scholastic since I don't know 1983. Oh man, I was just <laughs> talking about that. I seen somebody taking a quiz uh, on TV. I was like, I don't miss that. Yeah. So <laughs> I did that, 
And um, now we're, I'm in my second semester where we actually start filming and stuff. So I wrote a small film, a four minute skit. It's a scene. It's called a narrative. Um, and it's, and it's about anything that you wanted it to be. They give us certain parameters and we have to write about it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was all about conflict, whether it's physical, emotional, you know, something with conflict. So I wrote what I, I wrote what I know about, you know, intrinsically. So it's about bouncing. Right. So the whole thing is about um, a drunk that gets walked out of the club because he's drunk and, um, but he's not dangerous. He's just kind of a sad guy. He gets walked out and the bouncer who's a 30 year bouncer, my guy house, uh, Troy Franklin, who's been bouncing with me on and off for over 30, for literally 30 years. And he's a giant, he's six foot seven, you know, 475 pounds. He's massive. Jeez. Um, and, and the guy that I had playing against him, uh, Rasmus, who was the drunk, uh, from, from Sweden is, um, you know, five, eight, you know, a uh, hundred and I don't know, 50, 60 pounds. So um, it's it's what we're putting together. In fact, my wife and I are currently editing it. And and, and that's where I'm at on it as far as my film career. It's it's really in its infancy. And while we love what we're doing right now, I'm still a writer. I'm still a writer. My wife is a better editor, you know, and she loves sitting at the computer and plugging away. And I love writing. Either way, it's, it's great work that you're putting out there. Thank you. That's that's for sure. And we're going to go to a quick commercial break, and then we'll come right back. Do you need a professional bodyguard or professional security? Make sure you reach out to Shihan Glenn Beck. His company, Titanium Investigations and Security, will place you with a professional bodyguard with five-star service. The Deadly Artist Survival Magazine is the number one bestseller and new release on Amazon right now. Go grab it. Make sure you get a copy for yourself, for your family. Currently available right now on Amazon or on our website at deadlyartofsurvival.com. 